Jenny Schott-Miller is a licensed marriage and family therapist and licensed certificate public accountant, CPA, in Pennsylvania. She operates a private practice in the suburbs of Philadelphia. In 2007, Jenny left the accounting world after personal events required focusing on health and family. She pursued helping couples and families and became a therapist in 2010. She opened her private practice in 2016 and came to realize that many of her peers in private practice struggled with accounting, tax, budgeting, and cash management issues. Jenny now runs a thriving coaching business, Simple Profit. Simple Profit offers free resources as well as coaching and educational courses to support and empower small business owners. Jenny is a wealth of information and she will help any solopreneur with all of those things that cause major stress and procrastination related to the back ends of our businesses. I hope you'll join me in listening to episode 14. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Graham, a personal branding expert and photographer. I am so excited you are here with me today to chat all about personal branding, personal development, and life overall in the second phase. What is the second phase? The second phase for me was a change in careers and learning how to navigate a new world and build a business from the ground up when I was terrified to put myself out into the world. For some, the second phase is a significant lifestyle change, a traumatic loss, a move, an illness, It could be any number of things. No matter the definition of your second phase, we are here together to learn about creating a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact and grow as our authentic selves and follow our callings, our passions, our visions, and our values. Now grab your cup of coffee or the dog's leash and let's dive in to a new episode. Welcome to the second phase, Jenny. Thank you, Robin. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for coming. I'm, I'm really happy that you're here. I think that your journey has been unique, and I think it's really amazing how you are empowering people that are not necessarily accounting or math or tax-oriented. Yeah. Um, I know for myself, math was never my strongest suit, so... <laughs> It's great to know there's someone like you out there helping people like me. Yep. And yeah. And it, that's true for a lot of people. They get into uh, into small business because they have a passion for doing something, delivering a service or offering a product or doing something. And they're not getting into business so that they can do lots of accounting. Exactly. They, they're, they want to fuel their passion and serve other people, whatever <laughs> that may be. Right. So will you just take us through your career journey? And it's, I think it's fascinating that, and you, you kind of did what I did. You had this, you know, pretty much high powered career as a CPA and then you completely transitioned. Yeah. So, um, I, I knew, you know, that I, I liked accounting. I liked the, the organization of it, the system piece of it. And so I had a career as an, as a CPA and, you know, it, it was a career. It was a good career, and uh, I had gone through a, a life change that caused me to need to go to therapy, and that 
I went for two years and it changed, it changed my life. It changed my view of myself, of relationships. And I had from that moment in the back of my head, what a great way to help in the world to be a therapist. And also it just suited, I thought it would suit me very well. I get easily distracted by things. And when I was in my own therapy sessions, I could focus so well. And I enjoyed the fact that I was doing something I could just totally focus on. But I had a career. I was divorced. I had a daughter. I didn't think that, that you know, I was going to, uh, for a long time, be able to do something different. And then I had a, a number of, of series of events that involved health and family issues, and I needed to stay home for a while. So I had to stop working. And while I was um, not working uh, in the evenings, I went and I uh, got a master's degree in clinical counseling psychology with a marriage and family therapy focus. So I launched my second career as a marriage and family therapist, thinking that I had left the accounting world behind and I was focused on this new career. And after a year or more, two years, something like that, of opening my private practice and I was sitting with some other therapists and it came up that I'm an accountant and I started getting some questions and we started having some discussions and I realized there is a, uh, a fairly significant need among not just therapists, but small business owners in general to understand some basics. Um, so I, I created this simple profit uh, organization where I do a lot of education and coaching and I have a blog. I do a lot of different ways to reach people so that they can get what they need to be able to go to their accountant prepared, to be able to walk out of their accountant's office knowing what the accountant said, and to make it all make sense because it is so much easier to handle this aspect of your business when it makes sense. And it, there's, there's a number of different kind of tools I use pulling from my accounting background as well as a therapist, working with families and couples and individuals to help things make sense. I love that. It's unique in that most people who I think are in the therapy mindset and, and or I should say sector or field, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, they're there to serve people in a way that is making their lives better, um, but they don't necessarily have the the background for all of these things that you're talking about and you can come in and with your passion for serving other people you now have two different populations that you're serving and it's amazing to be able to serve people who serve others because when you're in a profession where you're doing something very helpful and supportive and and serving a community or a group of a type of person then uh, you're you're often not you know drained and overwhelmed yourself. And when I can come in and say, "Let me help you, so that you can do a better job helping others," people are so appreciative of that. You know, to just feel like, "Oh, this is right at my fingertips. Information I really need that's very practical that I can use that helps me understand and sleep better at night." And the, I just find it amazingly rewarding. Well, and that it's, there's so much pressure with the finances when you're a solopreneur in business for yourself and you don't have someone to help you or you can't afford to hire someone. It's overwhelming, you it know, is. just, just tracking all of your expenses, all of the revenue and income. And, and I know for me, I have to pay sales tax on the photography. <laughs> if, even if I'm just giving digital files. So there are so many nuances in the world of accounting and the things that we're accountable for. Mm -hmm. So 
to have someone help take that pressure off, just to, just an understanding of systems and processes and rules and regulations is huge. It is. And you know, and, and anyone listening that is a solopreneur knows you're busy. You're working really hard. You don't necessarily have time in every day to do everything you need. So when you have something pretty significant and large looming that you need to deal with, but you don't know how, you're overwhelmed by it, you're confused by it, it's stressing you out, what are you going to do? You're going to avoid that. You're going to want to put it off. And the more you put it off, the more it's going to stress you out. And it just becomes this snowball effect of avoidance and feeling stress over this issue that's really important, but you don't have time to deal with because it takes so much time to learn it. Yeah. So it, it is a relief to be able to, to get some information and get a question answered. Just something like, how does this work? And then I can explain it to someone like, oh, thank you. Now I can go on with my day and I can do all the other 18 million things that I have planned to do before I go to sleep. Yeah. It's fantastic because you're right. It, it ends up being a, a vicious cycle of procrastination. Hmm? I, mean, I hate doing my profit and loss statement. <laughs> right. And, you know, before it's funny, the state changes their policy on it. They'll say, uh, you know, it could be annual. It's been annual. It's been um, twice a year. It's been quarterly. And now it's monthly. So I'm almost grateful that they changed it to monthly because now instead of at the end of the quarter having to you know, log everything and do everything because I would, I would put it off until I absolutely had to do it. So now I have to do it every month and it's kind of a blessing in disguise because I'll stay on top of it. And I always know what the numbers are because a lot of times I don't know until the end of the quarter. Right. And if if you took a, 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 a business owners and you put them into two groups, the people who put things off and maybe do something annually, they're sitting here at the end of end of the, the year during the tax season and they're trying to put together uh, the information that they need to for their accountant to do their taxes. The stress is enormous. And if you talk to another group who keeps up on it monthly, who every month is looking at their numbers, has an updated profit and loss, the amount of work that they have to do at the end of the year is very minimal. Yeah. And the stress is much lower. In any business, you can make better business decisions if you are on top of your numbers monthly. You don't have to look at it every day. You don't even really have to look at it every week. But every month, if you're saying, hey, you know, the month ended, let me see how I did. Well, then that's going to inform you whether this month was lower. Was it lower than the same month last year? Do you want to maybe do a little more advertising? Um, are you doing better than you even thought. If you don't look at your numbers, you would have had a great month and known you were busy, but not realize the actual financial impact. And then you have to decide how to pay yourself. It's really hard when you don't know your numbers. Yeah. There's a lot of good benefits that come from looking at your numbers monthly. And numbers are intimidating. I think there are a lot of people that you mention numbers and they immediately just freeze. So tell us a little bit about what, like exactly what you do. How do you help practitioners or other, you know, solopreneurs to, to make their life easier? What are some of the things that you offer and how do you help? So I do a a number of different things. I I have a number of different avenues to get information to people. I have Facebook groups. I have a website. I have a blog with a a lot of free information. My blog often contains information. It's free on the IRS website. But if you've ever read the IRS website and you think numbers are intimidating, go see how the IRS explains taxes. (laughs) And so I take that 
information that might be in three different publications and worded in a way that you're not sure what it actually says and explain it in what I find to be a more logical way. I also have courses. I have a course, like a mini, like it's an accounting course, a five week accounting course. So if you're a business owner and you're busy, you're not going to stop and go take two semesters of community college accounting courses. And you don't need that because you don't need how to know how to account for every type of business. You just need to know how to account for yours. yours. I also have a mini tax course to help people understand how to pay estimated estimated taxes to the IRS. If they are a uh, an LLC or a sole proprietor and you have to pay in quarterly estimated taxes, I have a mini course for that. But the overall thing, no matter which uh, medium I'm coming at from, is that I try to make things simple and understandable and I want business owners to know that they can do this. That the overwhelming part is a lot at the beginning. It's when it's new. It's when you don't know any of it. And any of us, therapists know if, if any therapist is listening, but I think anyone, when you first start doing something in business, it's overwhelming. Even if you know what you're doing, like I don't, I don't, I don't know what your experience was, but like if you're a photographer and like that first time you're doing your photo shoot all by yourself, you know, like, okay, I've got a lot to remember. I'm doing something new. It's, it can be a little bit intimidating, but when you're on your, you know, 50th, 100th, 500th, it's a lot easier. Mm -hmm. So the more that you familiarize yourself with how accounting works, how your business works, how to do your profit and loss, the easier it becomes. So for me, just to, for people to know, you can, you can do this and you know your business better than anyone else knows your business. And if you have a few skills and some practice, it can become that overwhelming almost like second nature. Yeah. And then if they, if people take one of your courses, does that enable them to do it themselves and not have to hire an external bookkeeper? Yes, absolutely. And there's two, two things. So some people may want a bookkeeper, especially if they have a very busy, uh, uh, business that they're not just their own self. Like I'm just myself as my therapist. I don't have a lot of transactions. If I had a bunch of employees, I would have a lot more transactions. And then having a bookkeeper, a part-time accountant can be really useful. But even if you hire somebody, if you don't know how bookkeeping works and something happens to your bookkeeper, people, I have talked to many people who say, I had hired someone and then they disappeared on me. And now I don't know what to do. And it's a mess. When you know what bookkeeping entails and something happens, someone gets sick, someone closes up their business, you can take it over. And that's really important because this is your livelihood and you well, want to know, and you, it's your responsibility. You hire someone to do it, but it's your responsibility. Well, I think it's there. It gives you a sense of empowerment when you understand it and you know that if something happened, you can cover it you don't have to sit and fret over it or have your stress mount because something did happen with your bookkeeper. So that I think that's really, it's really important to have that sense of empowerment. Yes. And if someone wants to do their own bookkeeping, it doing it for even a few months or six months helps you understand what you would be willing to pay for that until you know how much time it's going to take you. It's really hard to judge the worth. So if you have never done your own bookkeeping, my bookkeeping takes me 10 minutes a week. That's it. 10 minutes a week for two businesses. That's about how much I spend. If I didn't know that, I might think that $200 a month was a reasonable fee for bookkeeping for my business. 
But I don't think that that's the case because I know how long it takes and how simple it is. Now, if you have a lot of employees and it takes you two hours a week, then of course it's going to make a lot more sense, but you're going to know what you're going to be willing to pay. And so it's very useful from, from that standpoint. As well, bookkeeping is not an overly complicated skill. It's not the same as prepar tax preparation. Tax preparation, we have certified people who do a lot of uh, continuing education, who have to meet rigorous rules to maintain their license or certification, and the tax law is always changing. Bookkeeping, fairly straightforward, doesn't change very often, rarely changes. So you can learn that very easily. Okay, that's interesting. Now, you said you only spend minutes a month on your bookkeeping. Mm -hmm. So do you have specific systems that you're using and systems that are in place to make that easier? Or do mm -hmm. you just put everything in Excel? How do you do it? Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you how I do it and also uh, explain some of the other ways that work. My One of my core philosophies is, unless it's a, like an actual tax rule or law, the right way to do something is the right way that works for you as the business owner. So my way might not be the right way for another business owner, and that's perfectly fine. And this is a perfect example of where you want to think about what's going to work for me. So I use QuickBooks. QuickBooks is very common, very often used for small businesses, but there are other softwares. There are Xero, um, X-E-R-O, there is GoDaddy, there's FreshBooks, there's Wave, there's a few different softwares, and you could use a spreadsheet. But the key thing is what you said, having a system. So knowing, okay, first I'm going to, you know, either I, if I use QuickBooks, I just link my bank account and I just upload my, my transactions and I categorize them. If it's a spreadsheet, I'm going to either type them in or just download into Excel my bank statement information. And I'm going to do that on the fifth of every month for the prior month. I'm going to, and I'm going to take a look at it. The key thing I would say for anyone, whether you're using a accounting software or a spreadsheet, is to have your profit and loss statement be by month. Have it either, either in the software, you can tell it to, to present it by month, or in a spreadsheet, have a column for January, February, March, and every single month, because that's how you can tell what's really going on in your business. If you have it all lumped together and it's June and you have six months of income and six months of expenses, you're not going to spot mistakes as easily, and you're not going to have a feel for the fluctuations that your business is going through. Would you like to learn more about personal branding? Maybe you are ready to take your existing brand to the next level. The Brand Insider Mastermind will delve into every aspect of personal branding and help you create or up-level your personal brand, help your business soar to new heights. There will be an opportunity to learn, an opportunity to ask questions, an accountability partnership, an opportunity to grow your network and referral source, and much more. We will meet bi-weekly for one and a half hour sessions. During each session, a personal branding theme will be presented and discussed. Each individual will have time to ask questions and report on their specific tasks or action items. Goals and tasks will be set for the next two week period. And the Brand Insider Mastermind will be a place of accountability and connection with no judgment, only kindness and accessibility to personal and business development. The first session will run from April 1st to June 17th, a total of 12 weeks. 
Each mastermind participant will receive a one-on-one -on -one consultation at the end of the 12-week session. This is a value of $300, but will be included in the price of the mastermind for the introductory mastermind session. The themes that we will discuss and that will be taught during the mastermind sessions include the five C's of personal branding, the five W's of personal branding, the five components of a personal brand, how to identify your niche and ideal audience, content creation and differentiation, blogging, email marketing, networking, individual website and social media profile reviews and recommendations from me. Participant-led discussions based on questions and needs. The price for this is only $397. It is a one-time, super low, introductory price. Space is limited to only 12 participants to guarantee one-on-one -on -one attention. In addition to everything else mentioned, you will have access to my private Brand Insider Facebook group for ongoing access to the mastermind for learning, questions, and accountability. I sure hope to see you in the Brand Insider Mastermind in spring of 2020. To access the information, to learn more, or to register, go to my website, www.robingrahamphotography.com forward slash shop. And really with Excel, you can create columns and, and rows and you can have your totals for like, I have mine set up. So I have the totals for, for six months, but mm -hmm. I have it for the month, each individual month in the columns. So I can then, track yeah. exactly what's happening. And yes. there are certain months that are definitely more lucrative than other months. And some months yes. have more expenses than others because of mm -hmm. whatever equipment or um, even memberships or things like that, that come up, you know? Mm -hmm. And so for me, I, it's, it's, I can see everything at a glance because it, and, and it's really easy because you can just copy and paste those equations from cell to cell. Yeah. You don't have to reinvent it every time. And if you use a, uh, an accounting system, you can still download it into Excel. So I use QuickBooks, but I also download my results into Excel because I can do other funny stuff in there and, and add stuff up and look at ratios and things like that. But you're exactly right from a planning standpoint. If you have some annual expenses and you're looking at it by month, you know when those are going to hit. You can plan from a cash management standpoint how to prepare for them. And you can do things like, you know what, this is always my slow month. That's when I'm going to take my vacation like things that just make your business go smoother, you can do simply by having an accounting a, approach to accounting. You look at it regularly and you get that information. And I love that you said at a glance because that's what makes things simple. I mean, yeah. you can say, I just need to look at this one report. I, I put the inputs, it comes from my bank account. I update it. I look at this one report and I know exactly where I stand. Now, do you use a Mac or do you use a, a different type of computer? I have a Mac. I like Macs. And, and, and the QuickBooks works great on a Mac. QuickBooks is, well, there's a couple, there's a QuickBooks desktop version that's a, that's a software that you purchase. And then they have, I'm, I'm assuming they have one for Mac versus a PC. But QuickBooks online um, is, is, is a web-based. So any oh. computer. Oh, okay. So it doesn't matter. You don't even have matter. to buy the program. You just do it all online. You, you buy the monthly subscription to the online yeah, program, yeah. which probably in the end does cost more, but it's handy because there's an app that you can get on your phone yeah. and you can do it from any computer. Yeah. I love the online banking and everything, you know, deposit mm -hmm. checks mobily and everything. It's so convenient. 
Mm-hmm. And this uh, is why my, my bookkeeping takes me 10 minutes a month because I go into my QuickBooks, I hit update my whatever, however many transactions I had that week come in and I just and categorize each one and I go look at my profit and loss statement and I'm done. Yeah. And I think having categories is really beneficial as well. You mentioned that. And I think, you know, that then you know exactly what, where the revenue is coming in and what expenses are going out and for what part of your business. So then if you do need to make a change, you know, what category to evaluate and focus on to shift those, the numbers. Yes. And if you use um, either a spreadsheet or QuickBooks online, the um, online version, not the self-employed version, you can customize your categories. In Excel, you can make them be whatever you want. And most accounting software, it's not all, but most, you can customize your categories. And that's a very common question that business owners have is, what should I make my categories? And what I say is, make them specific enough that you know what is in those accounts when you're looking at your P&L, but not so specific that you have too much to read. You want it to mm-hmm. be on one page. Yeah. So group like things together, but it's your business and the category should reflect what you want to be looking at and the information that you need. Oh gosh, this is just excellent information. So, okay. Tell us, has there been one mistake that you made jumping from, you know, being an accountant and being employed by someone else and then starting your own business and now, now two businesses basically that you've merged, have you like, is there a mistake that you made that you learned from that you could share that then other people may not have to make that same mistake? You're going to, you're going to laugh. I think, um, you know, part of going through this whole process was definitely needing to push myself and needing to say, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Even when I had self doubt and worry and, and, and maybe didn't want to, but, and you're, I know you're going to laugh, but the, the, the thing that was the hardest for me was getting those, those photographs made. <laughs> I was so afraid. I was so afraid. And you, I, you'll remember it kept raining and I wanted to do yes. outside. Every time it rained, you were like, I think we're going to have to cancel. I'm like, oh, phew. Like I was like, oh, right. darn. <laughs> I was so relieved because I was so nervous and I was so pleased with how they came out. So I think waiting a long time to do those, I, I got to a point, especially with my simple profit business, because it's all online that I needed to have some images out there people need to see who they're buying from and it helps them connect you with what you're offering. So I knew I needed, I saw other people doing it. I thought, wow, their photographs are so great, but I was very scared. And, um, and so I did put it off for a long time, but I am so, so glad that I did that. Honestly, that's the thing I had to push myself the most. All the other stuff, um, came easy compared. You're not alone in that. that. You know, for, for me, like, there are other things that make me so much more anxious than being in front of the camera. I mean, I still get nervous in front of the camera. Don't get me wrong. It's not my favorite thing to do, but I would say 9.5, maybe 9.9 people out of 10 have those same anxieties. They just do not want to be the face of their business. And But like you said, you were putting yourself out there and people are not going to buy from you until they get to know you. So they have Mm -hmm. to see who you are so they can trust you. Mm -hmm. And you can, like you said, build that emotional connection. And I, I say this all the time from a branding perspective that people don't buy products and services. They buy personalities. And if they Mm -hmm. can't relate to you, they're not going to want to work with you. And Mm -hmm. on the flip side of that, if they can't relate to you, you don't want to work with them. 
because they're just going to be a headache for you. Mm-hmm. So it's they're really... not your ideal customer or client. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, it, it really did change when I, when I had all those photos and I could pick and choose, okay, this is going to go here. And I have all these different pages on my website. It, it really did change the look and feel of my entire website. That's fabulous. Listeners. I am not paying her to say any of and this. She is not paying me to say <laughs> that. But I, 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 like you said, I know I'm not alone, even though nobody talks about this. Um, and it's, it, it, it's true. I mean, it's just, it's just true. That was scary, but it turned out great. Yeah. We had fun and you were great. You were a great subject. Thanks. So what systems do you use behind the scenes? Like how did you, because you basically have funnels set up, right? For your online courses to, Mm -hmm. to bring people in. So how did you, how did you learn all of that? Did you do that all on your own? I'm curious because it's overwhelming. I couldn't have done it without mentors. Like if I didn't find people who had already done it to help me, not only help me learn, but watch how they do it. So I, Mm -hmm. every day when I was uh, starting this, I was watching how the other people who were doing similar things were doing it, how they were putting themselves out there. And I said, okay, if they can do it, I can do it too. And I just started doing it. The the, uh, procrastinating and avoiding is the one thing that will keep it from happening. Um, and you brought up mistakes, like there's a ton of little mistakes I made, but they're not, they don't really feel like mistakes because they were just learning experiences. Like, Oh, I did that. That didn't work. I put this out there. Nobody picked it up. Okay. Let me just wait. Oh, everyone likes this. Let me do more of that. So there is more like, it feels like just navigating. Um, but the thing that I, I think I did most is I put myself out there answering questions for people. And so if someone reaches out to me and they say, I just need to know this one little thing, I'll give you the answer. I'm not stingy. I will answer the question. I I honestly believe that business owners deserve to know how to account for their business and how to pay their taxes. There are certain basics that are, it's free information. And if I can explain something to you, then you are going to know that I'm your, I'm I'm someone you can go to. And you're more likely to say, you know what, I'm going to take a course from Jenny Schottmiller because she's already helped me. Mm -hmm. She's already provided me something incredibly useful. So if I'm choosing between her course and somebody else, I'm going to go with her course. So usually my, I don't have any statistics, but when people buy a course from me, Typically, they've already talked to me or they've already gotten something, one of my free downloads or something that, that, that is useful to them that they're like, they come, want to come back and learn more. Mm-hmm. And that's very true. And I think there's a lot of misconception out there. Well, if I give everything away from, for free, nobody's ever going to hire me. But it's the opposite. The more you give and the more you show that you know and are, are willing to help other people, the more people are going to trust you, know that you're there for them, and they're going to hire you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because my, uh, approach is in my sort of my mission, I say like, you know how a business has a, you know, a mission statement mm-hmm. and I have just a personal mission statement that covers both of my business. I want to be super helpful. So if I can, uh, if I can say, even if here's, here's what I made, here's what I sold, but here's the number of people I helped. And here's the number of business owners that know what's deductible. Wow. That's cool. I accomplished my mission and I made some money too, but a bigger, broader accomplished my mission. So when I give away something for free, uh, I don't consider it's like just for free. I'm doing something good. I gave something in the world that was positive, that was helpful and just happens to be accounting and tax related. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, the more you give, the more you receive. I'm a firm believer of that. But okay. it also becomes, even if they don't hire you, you're mm -hmm. in their mind forever mm -hmm. and you've impacted their life in a positive way. So even mm -hmm. if they don't hire you today, tomorrow, or in six months, they may refer you. So Absolutely. it continues to grow your referral base. It continues to grow the resources for your entire network. So it's, I think it's a win-win, mm -hmm. hands down. I yeah, I'm a firm believer in that. That's my main, been my main approach and it works. Yeah. Try, it's tried and true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what is one piece of advice that you could give someone starting out in business, say they're transitioning to their second phase, what's one piece of advice you can give them? I want to say, I, I want to have it be two parts. So one is you can do it. Other people did it. You know, you can do it and you're want to do it because you know, you can do it. So just do it. And then the second part is when it comes to the accounting and tax side, don't avoid wherever it is that you get your information, sit down with the accountant, come talk to me, whatever it is, learn what you need to learn and don't avoid it because the stress that you'll experience is unnecessary. Oh my gosh. Those are fabulous pieces of advice. I love it. So, okay, Jenny, now for, um, now for one, some fun stuff. Okay. What book recommendation can you make to the listeners? Oh, can I make two? Can I make two? Of course you can. I Thank love it. You. You're just like me. Like I can't decide between <laughs> my favorites. All right. So um, there's a, a really good book um, that therapists uh, like and read um, called The Four Agreements. It's super short, easy, inexpensive to read. Um, it You can get it on download. And it's, it's just four agreements. If you make these four agreements with yourself, you have a better life. And it's very interesting. And I like that. There's another book uh, called Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg. This is a fabulous book. It's a little bit bigger, but it's also an easy read, and you can pick and choose and read parts of it. You, you know, you, you don't have to read cover to cover. And the concept of the nonviolent communication is that the way we talk to each other impacts our relationships so significantly, and, and it tends to be other focused. So I'll say, if I'm mad at somebody, I might say, well, you did this or you didn't do that. I won't talk about what I need, which is I am feeling disappointed because I really needed that to be taken care of because I have so much else to do because I'm a solopreneur and I have 18 million things to do before I go to sleep. And so because I didn't get that, now I'm feeling you know, kind of hurt and angry and I don't really know what to do with these feelings, something like that. The idea is when you talk about what's going on with you, people understand you better. And when you talk about what they didn't do or they did wrong, they get defensive. And the communication between a couple or within a family or even among business partners, anyone in your life, is better when you take a particular approach to, to taking judgment and criticism out of your communication. So I love that book because it explains how to do that. Oh my gosh, that's something that every single couple should read. Every human being could read that. Yeah. That's the parents, kind of everyone. Yeah. It's the kind of communication we, we really need as the society, but we don't learn it at home. It's not on TV. It's not in the movies. It's not in schools. So we, if we read about it, we could do it and then we can, you know, make the world a little bit of a better place. 
Oh my gosh. I love that. Thank you for that recommendation. I will put both of those books in the show notes so people can very easily download them or purchase them from Amazon or any bookstore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wherever. Um, Okay. So now for the fun stuff. Okay. Coffee or tea? Seltzer water. Oh, you don't drink either. I like tea, but I never do. I never make it. Yeah, I don't like coffee. I like the smell of coffee. I think co- being at a coffee shop shop is great. I don't. I've never been a coffee drinker. I'm an occasional t- tea drinker, but every day I have seltzer water. Oh, that's you're well. You're probably healthier for it. <laughs> it doesn't mean Maybe. that everything else I eat is healthy. It's just that <laughs> All right, dog or cat? Oh, that. How do you pick? I don't know. I'm a dog person. We have a zoo. We have a dog. We have two cats. We have a turtle. We have a gecko. And we just got a chinchilla. Oh my gosh. And yeah, so we're, I'm just, I guess, I, I'm not even sure I like animals so much. I'm just really good at taking care of people and things. So um, I'm good (laughs) caretaker. So when there's a pet in need of a home, you take it in. I don't, you know, let's get this one. And we just have a whole variety. Yeah. And you have what, five kids in total? Six. I have six. six. I have three stepkids and three kids and four still at home and crazy chaotic household. Oh my gosh. That, and now you have all those pets on and top those of pets. it. And because every kid has a pet. That's the thing. Everyone has a pet. That's hilarious. Oh, I forgot the bunnies. We have two bunnies. Sorry. I, sorry, Rebecca. I forgot the bunnies. <laughs> I totally left the bunnies out. Oh my gosh. Oh. It literally is a zoo at your house. It is. It is. <laughs> People zoo there. and animal zoo. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. And not to mention, just because I know you, you, you also take on these massive projects. <laughs> In addition to running your own business, you, you buy old homes and fix them up and then you move and to another one to do this. And you have all these people in and out of your house and you go without kitchens. like we're, we're <laughs> inspiration because you, you are not afraid to try anything. We, uh, we, we, we've done way too many kitchens and we've moved way too many times. We're trying to be reformed movers and not move anymore. Well, I wish you success with that because I don't (laughs) know how you do it. (laughs) And what is one guilty pleasure that you have? Oh my gosh. A guilty pleasure uh, that I have. Um, When do I have time for chocolate? It has to be chocolate. I I keep in, uh, sometimes kids, when they come to therapy, will ask me what's in my drawers over on the side of my, um, office and that's where my snacks are and there is always chocolate in there oh that's great (laughs) well I mean if you can't help them maybe chocolate will right I leave chocolate (laughs) out for my clients also you know because why not why not not? (laughs) don't feel good well Jenny this has been absolutely fabulous you're a wealth of information and I would like for you to tell the listeners where they can find you and how they can find more out about your courses. So your Mm -hmm. website, your social media sites, where you hang out so that people can find you and learn more from you. Yes. So my website is simpleprofit.com. And um, if you scroll down on my website, there is a blog. My blog is a enormous wealth of tax and accounting information. So uh, read through my blog and it's free. So that's great. 
Also on Facebook, I have three different Facebook groups. I have a, a Facebook group for mental health clinicians. I have a Facebook group for coaches and I have a general Facebook for group for service business owners. So if you, if you put in simple profit on Facebook, you'll see one of those three groups and uh, click on the one that fits you. Also, you can always email me at Jenny at simpleprofit.com if you just want to you know, chat, learn more, figure out what you need, uh, get pointed in the right direction. I'm always around. Great. And are you on LinkedIn and Instagram as well? I do. On Instagram, I am uh, my simple profit. Instagram my slash simple. my simple profit. And I'm on LinkedIn just as Jenny Schottmiller. Okay. Awesome. Well, everyone, you now know where to find Jenny. She's just about everywhere, but I'm guessing, and your Facebook groups, are they free? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. So go and join those. I mean, I'm yeah. sure there's a wealth of information there. Mm-hmm. And gonna, the Facebook I'm going to join. I mainly use the Facebook groups for answering questions and pointing people in the right direction and giving basic information. And when I get repeated questions, those usually end up being a blog post. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. Repurpose content, right? Yeah, Always. And they can point people to the blog post and I've, uh, my blog posts are very thorough. I'm sure they are just knowing you, you're very thorough, very organized. Well, thank you so much, Jenny, for being here. I'm absolutely thrilled to have you and I'm so excited to share all of this information with my listeners. Awesome. Great. Thanks so much. I enjoyed being here. And that's a wrap, friends. Thank you so much for listening today. I am grateful to have you here with me. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, will you please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review? That would mean the world to me. Ratings and reviews are what give life to podcasts and help others find us. And before you go, have we connected on Instagram yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Find me at the Robin Graham. Take a screenshot of this episode and tag me in your stories so that I can find you too. You can also find me on Facebook at Robin Graham Photography and on LinkedIn as Robin Graham. Please spread the word about the Second Phase Podcast. And until next time, remember to smile. <laughs>